Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck you want to listen to this. Billy DeVord sitting across from me as always is... What's good? It's Lee Michael (laughs) Kimbrell. How y'all doing, Nasty Boys and girls across the whole goddamn world? I think they're doing well. They're doing really well today. Maybe less well today on this rainy Thursday because the game got called, but, you know... But, but they, they're doing better than they were on Tuesday. Yeah, when we were thinking, are the Reds going to finish 1-59? Yeah. <laughs> is this season over already? Which, of course, it's not. What a week. What a week. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. Two, uh, yeah. Six uh, days ago, we were out on that deck right there. We're in the Devoraporium 2.0, upstairs yep. in the attic. And on, uh, yeah, Friday opening day, we... We had a hell of a day. Oh, God, it was so fun. We just watched it out on Billy and Alicia's uh, deck top, rooftop patio. And uh, it was glorious. Moose mashed one. Oh, God, yeah, he did. It was a a shot from what I remember. Yeah, man. And, you know, after that opening game, it was... uh, Not the same. Struggle bus for 50% of the team. Yeah. I mean, to lose two games where your starters have 11-plus Ks. Yeah. That's rough. Two, three. Three, oh, yeah, yeah. Three, yeah. I think, yeah, Luis had 11, Sonny had 11, and Bauer had 13. Well, I was talking about the two games that we lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, what was it? It was the first time. It was some insane stat. It was like the first time since 1895 yeah. <laughs> that the Reds pitchers started off the season. Each starting pitcher had more than 10 Ks. And that's back when they were playing barehanded. Oh, dude, this was nuts. It hasn't happened in a century. Oh, we got baseball on right now. And yeah. What, did Joe West catch one off the head? Dude, so uh, Bo Bichette was at the dish, and he went to swing, and he followed through, and then it, the bat slipped through his hand, and then the knot on the bat hit him right by his, like that. Joe, ear. What, he was behind the dish? Yeah, Joe West was behind the dish, yeah. And just smacked him with that fucking, with the bat, when it slipped through his hand, and it got him right. What is this little piece of your ear? It's not your... Like yours, yours, your not the lobe, lobe, and then like the little knobby the, thing. The knobby. Oh, thing. girls get it pierced. Yeah. What's it called? It's like a nodule. You know, it's like a node. You know what's fun about those piercings? What? If a lady has that pierced, she'll let you put it in her butt. That's very interesting. I, I I didn't know that one. Mm-hmm. I just knew that if that was pierced, she doesn't have a relationship with her dad. Well, the same thing. Overla- same Venn diagram. Same yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was the same Oxford study that I read it in. Yeah, it's all there, it's baby. It's right there in writing. It's in a scientific journal. My favorite moment, I was 20, and my parents, you know, in Ohio, if you're with your parents, they'll, like, let you go into a bar, and your parents can buy you drinks. Well, very, my parents very chill. Let me, they did that with me all the time. Well, we went into a bar. It was my sister's birthday. My dad is wearing a giant, fuzzy, purple pimp hat. Yes. For no reason. Just because it's Saturday. He's I'm a like, pimp. I'm into it. He's Bill DeVore 1, dude. Yeah. Or Bill DeVore 3. 3. He's, he's 3. He's a, you know. He's Trip. Trips. And I'm Quads. And he, Trips is trying to show Quads 
how to pick up the ladies. In a purple fuzzy pink or a purple pimp hat. Yeah. He taps me. He goes, he goes, hey, see that girl over there? I'm like, yeah. She's, he's like, she's staring at you. I'm like, is she? She wasn't. Um, she was blind. She was blind. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, she's staring at you. No, Dad, she's uh, blind and autistic. Yeah. Dad, she has two lazy eyes. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, man. And he goes, see how she's playing with her hair? And I was like. Yeah, he says, that means she wants to fuck. Jesus Christ. And I was like, you know, you could also just play with your hair. He's like, no, no, no. Watch this. And he went over and started talking to her. I'm like, what the fuck? And then, like, pointed at me. I'm like, nope. No. So how old were you, 20? 20. So this was, like, thin six packs of cigarettes a day, Bill. Yeah, this was. uh, Too skinny, Billy, is, 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 like, I like to refer to it. That's a good call. 165, Billson. Too thin, Bill. Too thin, Bill is Yeah, dude, you're too too naturally thick to be a buck 65. It was, yeah, I lost a lot of muscle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, your cat, like, your whole lower half is just all muscle. And I. And then the beefy shoulders shoulders and back. Yeah. And like thick. Yeah, you're a thick boy. I am built like moose. 165 is a dangerous weight. It is. Yeah. I wonder what damage I did to my heart in that time I just want the end of this story to be like, and that's how I met Alicia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not the end of that story. No, like four years off. The end of the story is um, uh, my mom got too drunk. Well, we all got too drunk. That's not a shocker. We all got too drunk. And on my sister's birthday, she wasn't even that drunk. And then we went home. I didn't even talk to any ladies. I was just like, I'm, I can drink outside and like in a bar right now. This rules. That was my favorite like realization as a young lad is, you know, you turn 12, 13 and the whole world is girls. Right. And every waking moment is just a matter of impressing girls, getting girls to be your friends, getting to girls hi- to put your lips on your lips. How to hide your boners. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, but then that realization, for me, it was like 22, 23, where it was just like, oh, man, just going to a bar without having that in your head. With, okay. you, know, you know, just like going to a bar, what you did, just go sit outside and just have some drinks and yeah. enjoy yourself and don't be completely ruled by your dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't be a pusshound. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's hard to shame anybody for their sexuality just sure. because we are all such sexual beings. But like that, the, the, the people who it's like, and it's, it's mostly what, like completely asshole dudes right let's go get some chicks like yeah. if they say chicks yes that's typically an issue you're like oh you are calling a full-grown woman a chick yeah yeah a so baby chicken is what you're gonna fuck tonight it's like you've never okay you you've got the guy or the girl who gets laid all the time constantly and uh 95 of the time that person is that 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 person sucks it yeah. is just an act yeah. I don't know. Because they're just trying to fuck through the pain. And then you get like the, you know, like that, uh, what is the, uh, that documentary on Netflix about the yogi out west, something country, wild country. Wild country. Wild country. That was wild. Yeah, that was wild <laughs> indeed. But then you get the, 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 the pussy hounds who are hiding behind a veil of like spirituality and everything. Right. And then that's a whole different him, Ball game. Manson. I think it's just it's just apparent. It's like you can tell with intent if somebody is being a scumbag or not. Right. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, if you look at it, like, wasn't Buddha a puss hound, according yeah. to legend? Oh, yeah, Gandhi, too. Gandhi, puss hound. Well, I mean, see, that that was, like, the long way around to what I was saying, but just that realization of just, like, kind of going outside of yourself for a little bit. Sure. And stop, and, you know, when, when I quit attaching, like, female attention mm-hmm. with, what, success or being content or being yeah. happy or being, feeling, you know, affirmed... When you can just be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Everybody's just out here kind of struggling. Yeah. And I don't, I, you know, let's just not be an asshole to people, right? Right. It's fair enough. That's a good move. Also, think about this. Also, religious, spiritual, puss hound. Jesus, with his disciples. Yeah. Just into that butthole. Yes. Just smashing all these dudes on a rotation. You got to know it, man. Yeah, you have to. That's in If the- you're born of a virgin birth... You're going to be the horniest person ever. <laughs> it's like I yeah. couldn't even. I Yeah, I didn't. It didn't even take. My existence came from not sex. Not sex. I need to go out there and fuck. Yeah, I, that's why I just need to keep having these hookers clean my feet. Yeah, man. That's so true. And Jesus was very well set up to be extremely sexually promiscuous, especially at the end of his career because of all them extra holes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there it is. So many holes. So, yeah, Jesus was a foot guy. We yeah. Figure that out. <laughs> Big foot guy. He also, you know, I wore that gown all the time. Tied his huge dick. That's right. He had a fucking swing. He was, some would say he was... Well hung. Oh, boy. Come, Come on. on, man. Man, we need to do open mics again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we God. need to do comedy. Yeah, that's that's Jesus' Tinder bio. Is He's like, yeah, typically I just like to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Go on long walks over the water. Oh, man, Billy, we nailed that. Come on. <laughs> Where is Zach Wyckoff when yeah, you need I know, him? shit, dude. God, we all, I like, no matter what we do, the first five minutes of this podcast, big old dick, that phrase gets thrown out. <laughs> big old dick. <laughs> we just couldn't help ourselves. That's, that's, our, that's our next line of merch is just shirts that say big, big old, old dick. Big old, big old dicks with the new Nasty Boys. Welcome to the pod. Welcome. Hi, big old dick. Nice to see you. Thanks for coming. What do you think the odds are that we throw out big old dick within the first 10 minutes every episode? I think that those are pretty good odds, and I think that's a pretty obscure bet to make. I've... I think there's a place that allows you to make obscure prop bets, but it, it's not a, like a live, actual casino. Well, I don't want to go anywhere around no. people and make my bets. I don't either, and I want to make sure that my money is in a secure online place that isn't linked to the United States. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you know, like Epstein... Like Weinstein, like all the great rapey steens, yeah. <laughs> you need to move yeah. your money offshore. Offshore. And that's not the business that we're in. But when it comes to ba- making a bet hey. and being socially distanced. Speak for yourself, man. Yeah, that's okay. true. All right. Yeah, sorry We've about that. we talked about this. Yeah, I forgot about your heritage. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, if you're looking for a, a place to go and make some bets and you don't want to go to the grimy, just branded casino in Cincinnati, <laughs> which is so funny. Billy pointed that out to me, dude. The formerly Jack Casino, yeah. formerly, uh, what was it? We're in between name changes. So it's go- it was Jack Casino. Now it's going to be Hard Rock Casino. Yeah. And we went for a walk, and I was like, we're by the casino. You guys have to see And this. there's just no name on it? <laughs> just, it's just casino. 
in big ass block letters <laughs> it just says casino like it's in the sims yeah. or some shit ah uh, yes casino can we go to the food store next yeah. <laughs> cool <laughs> so i can't wait to start my next mission in grand theft auto 5 cincinnati yeah well fuck cincinnati casino and uh we got sports <laughs> coming back okay and with that so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner what is it bill BetOnline.ag. You're goddamn right. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. So, also, you need to tune into uh, Floyd Money Mayweather. He joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called, quote, The Ice is Right, (laughs) where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. Thanks, Floyd. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Where, what country are we living in? <laughs> Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up to and up to date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. I will tell you this: um, for the Floyd Money Mayweather, the ice is right. He does not do any reads. Oh, can't imagine because no. you have to be able to read. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Can't, dude, he can't do it. Dude, what a world. And thank you, betonline.ag, for sponsoring the pod. We love it. Your, your logo is on the is right. Thing. You're going to bet on a man's jewelry prices. We deserve Trump. Yeah, we've earned it. We <laughs> yeah, for I mean, sure have earned it. What a show. Yeah, that seems like something that is fucking filmed in Dubai. Yeah, no shit. That's insane. Floyd fucking money, baby. Fun fact, though. Floyd came out with his list of top five boxers of all time on through Complex. Did he put Pryor on there? Five. Aaron Pryor. That's senior. dope. He put himself number one. Well, he could have an argument for that. He does. He is the best dodger. He is the, be- he's the best wear-you-down boxer we've ever seen. Fundamentally, no one's a better boxer than Floyd. No. It's not a super fun one to watch. And, you no. know, the... The typical boxing fan is just on the outskirts, sure. right? Uh, kind of like baseball, but just kind of in the peripheral. Yeah. And if you tune in to watch a big pay-per-view ticket, you just want to see dudes punching each other's heads off. Yeah. And, like, to the layman, you can't understand that what Floyd is doing is, like, true art. Yeah, it's a dance. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't get hit. No. It's so crazy. That's why I loved that McGregor-Mayweather fight, just because... The fact that that McGregor went 10 rounds with him and landed some punches was just, like, insane. Didn't he go six? Yeah, maybe six. Whatever. But, yeah, it's insane. I know he went fairly deep into the fight. Right. Imagine if if, if fucking McGregor was allowed to throw, like, a kick. Yeah. Then it'd be over. Yeah. But they fought that they stuck to those rules. But then what was that? Last year you saw... Uh, fucking money, Floyd in the in the uh, octagon. Is that yeah. what they call that that UFC? Yeah. See how much I watch UFC. The, yeah, the exactly. octa- the, What the, is it? The square. The square. The, the fighting triangle. Oh, the Pentagon. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the Pentagon. That's where some other shady, violent shit goes down in this country. Yeah. Speaking of boxing, how sick is Mike Tyson making a comeback? I am so fucking could, pumped. For I that. couldn't be more here for it. Who's he, he fighting again? He's fighting uh, uh, Roy Jones Jr. That's cool. Can't be stopped. Came to get back. Do you remember that song? I do. Roy Jones Jr. dropped a fucking rap anthem in like 06, yeah. 05. And then got his ass beat after it. Well, dude. I, and he was in the Matrix sequels. That's right. 
I love these, uh, you know, crossing over the platforms. But Mike Tyson is just like an incredible story. In an, and still in incredible shape. He's an enigma of a human being. Like, I like just, he, you know, he was in the news when he was a fighter. He yep. was the biggest, scariest man in the whole fucking world. He got in the news, you know, he beat up his girlfriend. He was right. into some really ugly stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in a world of cancel culture, it's not really a thing. But, like, Tyson is one of the biggest redemption stories of all time. Sure. He was born into the jungle. He was born 15 miles behind the starting line. Yeah. And he quite literally had to punch his way out. Yeah. And now it's like there is some redemption. I've seen interviews with him where he has talked about how he was a monster and how he would hit hit women and, like, how he didn't see them as equals. And it's like right. he's changed. Yeah. And, I mean, he's... He's also, I, it's amazing he's in that good of shape. I wonder what his nostrils and heart looks like after all of the cocaine. So much cocaine. The best cocaine a human American can buy. Yeah, with that type of money. Yeah. And then did Infinity. his time. Did his time. Got a face tattoo on meth. That's insane. The and face tattoo and is now like a huge pop culture thing because of the hangover, hangover and everything. It's like people, you could go and get, if you're on like Atlantic City the Jersey Boardwalk, any of those places, you can either and go. You can go and get an airbrush tattoo with you and your girlfriend's name on it, or yep. a henna tattoo of Mike Tyson's tribal face. <laughs> you know, it's such a thing. Don't forget, you can also on the Jersey Shore get chlamydia. You could. You could easily get that. And uh, you know, with uh, maybe not COVID, they really kind of shut it down up there in the <gasps> Northeast. Fuck, I forgot. Remember COVID? Normal. I do. I remember. It's currently happening. It's. I hear about it. We're You're, still in the midst of it. Yeah, it's crazy. We're six feet apart, and our. I mean, and we can still suck each other's dicks. Yeah, I know. Because it, why? We have great reach. We got some big old dicks. Oh, that's right. Big old dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Sorry, we, we have do huge hogs. We do. Um, uh, but. It's also crazy, like, I, when you brought up the, him getting canceled, I mean, he did his time, but he also did a one-man show for HBO. Right. And went on a tour, just like, basically, he went on an actual apology tour. Explaining himself. Like, here's why I fucked up, and here's everything. So that kind of is like a, is like him, is a time capsule of being like, fuck Mike Tyson. It's like, well, actually, and you pull that from the vault, it's like, well, you can say all this stuff, but he feels even worse about himself than you ever could. Yeah, it's super hard to articulate like a well-thought-out, well-worded, you know, concise take on all of the cancel culture. Sure. And of course, like some of it, I'm sure we've talked about it on the pod before, but like some of it, it could not be more warranted. You know, mm-hmm. get some nasty motherfuckers. The aforementioned Harvey Weinstein. He, ru- you know, tried to ruin Hollywood for 20, 30 years. Get his ass out of there. Right. It, it does feel nasty. I don't get, like, the enjoyment of watching someone burn for something that they did 18 years ago, you know? Right. It, like, I understand that Marge Schott wasn't a great person. Right. But she and said some awful things and for sure had some Nazi war medals in her home. But, like, I mean, she donated a ton of her money. I mean, there's, I, it's kind of shitty, like, oh, we took Marge Schott's name down off the Boys and Girls Club where she donated millions of dollars. To the Boys and Girls Club. Right, and the, the, name of, the name off the UC's baseball field, like, she did this shit so long ago and she's been bones for 15 years. Yeah. Like, Sorry. And if you take it into the context of, 
I mean, you could just go back if you wanted to and cancel every single person that was born between 1955 and 1975. Dude, I know. I even wrote a premise on my phone. Like, how far back can we go to cancel yeah, people? That, okay, that's the point. Is It's like, what actually are we achieving here? If mm-hmm. we're talking about taking down Confederate statues, take them down, yeah. melt it down, turn it into bullets, and then have you know half the Republican House shoot themselves in the fucking head with it. No shit. Sure. Go for okay, it. Okay, if we're talking... And, and, and the Confederate statues, that's a whole different conversation. Right. If they were put up in 1860, I would be arguing to keep them. They were put up in 1965 in the middle of Jim Crow, and they were just yeah. like a doubling down to say, hey, you fucking coloreds. Yeah. You, you know, like, it's it was trash. Yeah. It so was, burn those down and take was, them down. Yeah, it was a massive put down. Like you said, it was like, that's exactly right. It's a reminder of like, hey, look what white people did. And we're better than you, yeah. Because we can afford to put this statue in the park in the neighborhood. We're where in you power. Live. It was an egregious power flex. Take yeah. them down immediately. Yeah, this is a park you hang out in by the low income neighborhood that we put you in to keep you down. People are getting canceled for some shit that would have never in a million years ever been heard by the public ever fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. Oh, I mean, like we talked about it with Kimmel. Yeah. With doing Carl Malone, like a mailman sketch. Or Jimmy Fallon, full blackface, full afro on SNL. But let's cancel him for being not funny. Exactly. He sucks. There's no reason for him to have a late night show. He's the worst talk show host we've ever had, period. Period. Cancel him for that. Yeah. Cancel him for that, not for probably something dumb that the writers came up with for Doing SNL. something that was signed off on by 50 people. And Lauren Michaels. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, insane. you you brought it up, and uh, we just went back and watched some Mad TV clips. Mm-hmm. But I mean, oh, Mrs. Swan, so funny. Do you remember Mrs. Swan? It's oh. like, are you going to get Alex Borison? Are we going to, uh, you know, string her up at town hall? Right, because she did Mrs. Swan, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's so funny. The what was the sketch that we talked about where she was on? She was on a flight, and she kept pr- pressing the flight attendant button. And the flight attendant came over, and she's like, I saw that you did it. She's like, oh, you bereave everything you see. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so fucking funny. I know, man. It's, it, but there is just this weird thing. And, again, I will double down just so I can try to, you know, Confederate flag, Confederate statues, take sure. them the fuck down. But the more, and this is going to sound really corny, but the more you look into the past the less you can evolve in the future. And I know that that's like, I guess that it kind of contradicts itself. A little bit. Because you need to look back into the future. But I'm just saying, okay, I guess what I'm saying is it's like, if we're so busy looking back backwards. Yeah. Seeing how everything was wrong back then. Mm-hmm. Where do you draw the line, I guess, is what I'm saying. You have to, you have to realize that it was a different time and people were different. We are animals that are Everything const- was different. Right. We're animals constantly evolving, and especially in this time when people don't have anything to fucking do besides go on Google and be like, oh, I wonder if they were racist at some point, and just finding something and then fixating on it and being like, this is my mission now because I'm so fucking bored. Yeah. It's like there's no... Uh, you know, av- American life for the most part. And right. I say this as a very, very comfy white guy. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, the problems were lessened. Your bellies were filled with food and there wasn't much strife. There's, yeah. n- you know, there's no, there was no war going on. No, re- you know, not a, not a war like 
in our past where you're right. just throwing bodies at it. Right. So, I mean, I understand why people want to come through. And, and then there's also, like, the COVID thing. When COVID hit, initially, everybody's opinion was like, oh, well, cancel culture's dead. How are you going to worry about some shit that a person said while mm-hmm. the world is crumbling? Right. And then three months into the world crumbling, where we're just kind of hanging out in this new crumbled house... Yeah. You you can't blame COVID. You can't scream at COVID in the face because it's an invisible virus. Right. So you want to scream at somebody. Yeah. So it's, let's take some motherfuckers down. Yeah, you you've got a uh, <clears throat> sorry, you've got a load-bearing beam that broke, but instead you want to go try and fix the sink. Right. Yeah. And you know I, I mean? didn't I didn't articulate that well because like obviously the way that you improve the future is by looking at the past. Yeah. But I'm but I guess the point I was just trying to make is it's like some of the cancellations are fruitless. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like with Mark Schott, she is bones. Completely futile. Right. There's nothing there. Like, what, are you going to go back and cancel Charlie Chaplin? Yeah. Like, what are you, what's your move here? Sure. Are you going to cancel anyone who did blackface in 1940? Like, come on. Yeah, I was talking about it with my dad, and he was like, you know, he had a, a four-hour meeting in his office, which is now just our kitchen table. <laughs> you know, right. and uh, and some action needed to be taken. He works at BB&T, a big bank. Yeah. And it, an op-ed was written in Raleigh, North Carolina, where the founders of BB&T were slave owners. And I mean, oh. golly gee, you mean to tell me some super rich dudes who started a bank were racist in 1896? Yeah, and owned humans? I'm not surprised. It's grotesque, man. Obviously, yeah. it's grotesque. But we've gotten past it because guess what? We don't own, we don't technically own people anymore. Are we slaves? Yes, to a different, to a whole other beast that is a whole other three-hour conversation. But we have gotten better by saying, hey, owning actual humans is bad. We should stop doing that, and we've gotten better. What's up with with I've, I've, I forgot to ask you about this. So they want to change the name of Rupp Arena. So what's yeah, up with that? There, okay. So a guy named Dick Gabriel, who is just a, a, a Lexington stalwart sports yeah. guy, he wrote a, a pretty nice article. I would Google Dick Gabriel Adolf Rupp. Okay, and read that article. Adolf Rupp has gotten a lot of grief, and and deservedly so in some senses. Uh, there were there, he didn't have a black player on his team. For a long time. What years was he? He was there in like the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Sounds about right. And he didn't have a black player on his team, but the first black player in the SEC was for Kentucky. Uh, It kind of came out, I'm not saying Adolf Rupp was some good guy. His name was fucking Adolf. (laughs) With also an aggressively German last name. I'm thinking if you were a man back in that time, you held ignorant racist beliefs. Of course. Um... Adolf Rupp, a lot of more information has come out just about how, you know, for three or four or five years, he, like, petitioned to try to get black players into the SEC. He tried to leave the SEC because he wanted to recruit black players. And I'm not saying it's because he was some big sweetheart that was like, we should all get along. He was a good basketball coach who realized black players are way better than white players. Yeah, and it's... Okay, so I'm not saying it was altruistic or good-hearted what he was doing, but, like, he did fight for the right... Uh, to to be able to recruit black players, but it, and he right. would he would go on recruiting visits to uh, uh, these young black kids' homes, and 
their their moms would say, can you guarantee my kid's safety when you go and play Old Miss? Yeah. And he would say, I can't. And then they wouldn't go there. And it's like, and that was just a twisted, horrible reality of the world. Right. I'm not saying Adolf Rupp wasn't a bigoted person. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, just the, the notion of removing his name from it, it's just, you know, it just seems like a false victory. Of course. It seems like, it seems like bullshit. Agreed. You know? And also, like, when you think about it, too, in the, like, with baseball, like, Jackie Robinson, first black player, of course, like, one of the best players of all time, he didn't get signed because, like, hey, you know what? We need a black guy. No, they saw, like, he's really fucking good. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we should just, we should also probably let them play. They're people, too. Well, sports, sports, it made sense that sports was one of the first things to get integrated. Yeah. Is it's just, it was such a meritocracy. Oh. And it's like. It's the ultimate, it's the ultimate prove yourself, earn it. It is performance based. Mm -hmm. It's like sports and then entertainment where it's all based on your performance. Yeah. So there has been a, a small group of folks who have been calling for, to get Rupp removed. And uh, would you call it reparations? Yeah. Oh, God, that's funny. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. uh, I don't know. I don't know the answers to these things. I think that, uh, you know, if we changed Rupp Arena to fucking Fidelity Bank Arena. That's worse. Is that a win? I don't know. Like, sure, man, it's a bad. It's it's not the prettiest legacy ever. But like. He was. He, he, I don't think he was some sick, vile right. fidelity investments. Oh, the whole like now it's just modern slave drivers. Right, tight. right. That's. I mean, like, like the Jake. Like, there's certain names for arenas. Yeah, like the Horseshoe. Like in like in Columbus. Like, what if that was fucking like TD Ameritrade? Go luck. Sure. Horseshoe. Yeah. Field. Like. That would be weird. And you'd be like, what the fuck? Well, it's not Ohio Stadium anymore. It's now sponsored. It's lost but its that's, charm. But that's what's so weird about all of this is that it's so, there's so many little caveats to it. Okay, yeah. let's go. Let's say Lexington, Kentucky, my hometown. Uh, the, a Jefferson Davis statue was just removed. Sure. Good. That's great. The president of the South who tried to secede from the country literally anti-American rebels. Yeah. Right? So let's take that fucking statue down. And yeah. it stood in a part of town called Cheapside, which was named because it was the cheapest slave trade, slave block in the country. That is repugnant. Yeah. Change the fucking name. Yeah. And then I can... And, but, and, and so then when I'm talking about Rupp Arena, am I just too deep in my feelings? It, you know what I'm saying? But no, it's, it, it wasn't it, like... It's he, like, where is a line drawn? But did, that, was, that's, that's, that's what gets so convoluted about this. Did Rupp ever come out and, like, use the N-word? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure, but there like, wasn't publicly, Twitter back then. No, he didn't sure. come out and say, I don't need any of these. You know, like, right. he, it wasn't that. It was uh, more of just kind of like a, a situation of the time. And it's... I don't know. It's... 
It's really That's difficult to talk up. about, too, man, because you can take a 15-second clip of this podcast right here and paint us to be in a really ugly light. Of course. You know, I mean, I would like to think if you're still listening to this podcast, you know where Billy and I, you know where our hearts are. Right. We hate everything that isn't white. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly where we're standing. Yes, this is a far, far-right podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is alt-alt-right. Which is, obviously, we're kidding. It's a comedy hey. podcast. Come on. But, like, I don't know, man. It's just such a tricky thing. Yeah, this is a comedy baseball podcast. I ain't smart enough to really be talking on this, man, but we press record, and this <laughs> is what we do. This is it. You know, I just, I would like to believe that people that know me know where my heart is. And yep. uh, We both got hearts of gold. Yeah, and know that I'm a, I don't know, I, not super intelligent, but I like to talk as if I am. Sure. And I like to have conversations, and I like to at least try to get smarter. Yeah, and it's always having your mind open and being willing to have these conversations. And sometimes you're on the wrong side of it, but it's not intentional in any way, shape, or form either. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's sometimes where we're, we're people, and we, we see this, this a certain way, and we say it. And sometimes it might not be the best view. Yeah. But guess what? It's mine, and I'm. And guess what? I can always learn from it and become a better person, and that's what makes the human experience worth having. Well, I have like there. There is work that needs to be done, and there will always work that needs to be done. Yeah, but the way I look at it is, my my father was born in 1955 in Eastern Kentucky, mm-hmm. and he was in a segregated school until third grade you know that's crazy my dad he's not an old man and he grew up with whites only water fountains you know he's and, yeah, he's, and 10 then, years old. He's, and he's 10 years older than my folks he was born in 55 yeah my parents my folks were born in 65 so mike gambrell born in 1955 into a, a segregated country and then one generation later his son me yeah i taught I taught at a low-income, pretty much all-black school. Yeah. And, like, that would have never... Like, that would have sent my grandfather spinning in his grave. Sure. You know? like Right, because he remembers when, like, you couldn't get food because the Great Depression was happening. Mm-hmm. There was Hoovervilles and, and soup lines. There has just been so much, so much growth. And, of course, I mean, when you get down to the systematic nature of it all... Yeah. Of course, it's broken. I mean, it, people throw the term "burn it down to the ground" a lot without realizing that burning it down to the ground means figuring out how to build it again. Yeah, and we're not going to always have the best answers. You got thirty years, you know? Yeah. You, no, motherfucker, you got a hundred years because that's how long it's going to take if we actually burn it to the ground. I mean, the system is entwined, fucking <sighs> deep, man. You yeah. can get on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and go on a diatribe of how fucked up the world is while doing so using a phone that was made by child labor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's exactly. like we're all pretty fucked. We're all in this. Yeah. We are all in this. And I think that it just, you know, you're just show your heart, be kind, and, uh, you know, snuff out the bullshit that you yeah. see. Here's a question for you. you. You brought up cell phones in the, you know, Chinese kids make the best ones or whatever. Yeah. But. So good. How long? I mean, how long? The iPhone's been around for what? 10, 11 years now? Yeah. 11, 12? We are the first generation that will basically, like, I got my first cell phone when I was 
16. Oh, wow. That's late. Very late. I didn't get my driver's license until I was 18. So, or 17. Yeah. So, think about this. We've had these things in our pockets, and we're going to continue to have them, and they're going to get better. But say what happens in 40, 50 years. Like, what is this stuff giving us? Do we know? What's the jump? Do we? Yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, there's no, there's obviously no way to jump into the future and do like a long, drawn out 40 to 50 year study on the effects that this kind of technology and social media will have on a society. But I think we're fucking living in it right now. We're in it. Yeah, that's, I mean, a lot clearly, of good can be done of it, a lot of bad can become of it. I mean, clearly the 5G is what gave us coronavirus. Yeah, Paul, I mean, the Black Lives <laughs> Matter movement was, um, is being like planned and the logistics of it all are being mapped out on social media. Of course. A beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And then Donald Trump is the president because of Twitter. Twitter. Right. A it's, terrible thing. Right. So <laughs> you, you, know, got, you got me beat, man. I don't know. You know, what's even more terrible was uh, El Presidente Barstool chode his interview with Trump. Did you watch it? Oh, no way. I it didn't. is so bad. Portnoy did? Yeah. He, he interviewed he, Donald Trump? At the White House with Mariana Rivera standing there watching them do the interview. How what? wild is that? What? Trump's Why like, was Mariano there? Because Trump wanted to throw a baseball with him. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And so he was like, Mariano, Mariano, hold on. You're one of the best closers of all time, if not the best closer of all time, with the most dominant cutter we've ever seen in the game. I'll say best closer of all time. I got to go talk to this one-bite pizza fuck real quick. Give me 20 minutes, and we'll go out to the lawn and throw a baseball. That's wild as fuck. Yeah. He asked him, like, Portnoy was like, ah, you know, I'm like a douche. And Trump's like, ah, yeah, I get it. And Me then too. Port- he's like, yeah, huh, we love pizza, right? And he's like, yeah. But they fucking, God, the interview, he asked him about his Twitter. And Trump's like, yeah, I just fire tweets out. I just don't even, sometimes I just don't even think about it or fact check. He was straight up, the mo- it was the most honest interview he's given yeah. about his Twitter. It was weird. Like, I'm like, he just had his shields down and everything. Like, it's definitely an interesting watch because you're like, okay, this is like the likable side. And Dave Portnoy brought it out of him because their douche energy combined like uh, like those fucking Wonder Friends yeah. rings or whatever. Wonder well, that, Twins. That's a rings. weird thing that a lot of people don't remember. It's like seven, six, seven, eight years ago, Trump was universally loved. Like, right. Not by the people in New York who he fucked over for three decades right. or anybody who actually knew what he was about. But as far as just being a public figure, Trump, dude, Mac Miller has a song called Donald Trump. Yeah, they even talk about that in a thing. He was like, yeah, he was, in, in the interview, he's like, yeah, I didn't need to run for president. I, and, and Porter's like, yeah, you were in all the rap songs that I would, like, hit women to or whatever he did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he's like, yeah, he's like, and Trump's like, yeah, Mac Miller. My song, whatever. Um, that was more of a Bernie mix with Trump. But, like, he's like, I didn't need to run. I just didn't see the need, but I did it because I love my country. Shut Horseshit. the fuck up. You're broke. Not true. You're a liar. You're a liar, and you needed to hide your tax information, and you, do- that, and you need to hide the fact that you actually don't have any liquid assets. Yeah. You are a fucking liar. All of your money is tied up into buildings that you don't actually own. You just have your name at the top of it. And now this motherfucker's out here spouting, let's extend, let's change election day. Yeah, that's bonkers. It's so, that, I mean, that is legitimately scary. And yeah. I mean, the, you know, him saying that if it, 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 in November, 
if and when he gets beat, he would, uh, you know, be hesitant to leave the office. I yep. mean, that's some, like, real coup shit. That's, like, civil Some scary war. shit. That's... It's never been said by a sitting president. No, and there's a reason it hasn't, because it would cause chaos. Exactly. And that's what he is. He is the chaos monger, and he lives off that energy. He creates that chaos, and then fucking slides in, and it's just like, hey, I'm actually going to do all this cool stuff for rich people. Yeah, a complete agent of chaos. The yeah. single greatest con man of all time. That is a con... Honestly, I'm impressed. To think about it, to swindle... The greatest con man of all time. He's the president of the United States. I'm not right. saying it as a compliment, but it is an unrefutable fact. Correct. I would... I think that is astounding that as a culture, right now, with, like, what you talked about with social media and all these avenues we have to, to dissect people... Yeah. And everything, all the information available at our fingertips, and yet we made The Apprentice host our president for at least four years. Can I... Say something. No, this is a podcast. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm sorry. Joey Votto for president. Oh, no. I no, always no. Canadian. Joey Votto for prime minister, which is a shirt you can get on CincyShirts.com. Boom, boom, get it. Boom. That's how you slide it in. Yeah, just yeah, just round third right here in the middle of it and just plug that sweet Cincy shirt, baby. Oh, hell yeah. We got a whole bunch of new Votto shirts that rip. Well, it's speaking of Votto and ripping. Oh, what a segue. Jesus Christ. What a week. A lot of ups. A lot of downs. Mostly downs. Mostly downs. There's a lot to look at that is super exciting, but... Uh, let's start with opening day. Let's but, I mean, just... we're sitting here two, at th- two and three. Two and four. Or two and four. Uh, the game tonight has been postponed. Yeah. And uh, we, I don't think we made any guesses, but we... I mean, four and two and five and one is what we should be. We made guesses. We at the top of the podcast last week. We uh, we both said we expect to sweep sweep the, the tigers. tigers and take three from the Cubs. Now, we could have split tonight. I have a very good feeling we would have split. Literally, the elements cooled down our bats. Yeah, it had to rain to cool down the bats. And I mean, let's not forget about the Coveys. Yeah. Because game one, we talked about it a little bit up top, but Moose came out and hit one almost into the river. Yeah, he fucking three for Three for four, four ribs, and we were just like, boy, oh, 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 And then, uh, yeah, woke up the next day feeling a little under the weather. Yeah, uh, woke up. Well, that was Saturday. Yeah, no, it was was Sunday. Sunday, he's like, I'm not feeling too hot. Because he went four for eight with a dinger and eight ribs in that time period. That's so crazy. No, two dingers, eight ribs. How crazy is that to go from having that to having it being taken away? Yeah. What happened was, uh, so that that game Friday opening day was awesome. I mean, Sonny came out and just hurled. Light. He looks like the best pitcher in the league right now. He's disgusting. He's so fucking good. It's just unhittable. I didn't, I didn't think he could be better than he was last year with placing it. And you know, like what we talked about last year with Sonny, and it kind of started fading towards the end of the year when he got more dominant. That third time through the lineup is not a problem anymore. No, not anymore. Not anymore. He is completely in control. That fucking, that fucking two-seamer at the knees right now is disgusting. It's filthy. You can almost not hit it. You can't. Well, he's got 36 consecutive starts with six hits or less. That's bonkers. It that's un that's unheard of. It's so good. Those that's like Maddox type numbers. He's got twenty plus K's in two starts. 
That is very horny. I mean, it's not shocking at all that our two wins are games he started. Yeah, where he's just, where they don't even have an opportunity to hit the ball. And as much as he seems like this sweet little soft-spoken country sonny, I like the quote that C. Trent got from him. Oh, yeah. Where he said, we need to... What did he say? We need to get our shit together or yep. something. We, we need, need to give a shit. We need to give a shit. And guess what? It's, we're only four games into this season. Yeah, he said He said we're two games out of first place and there's 56 games, games left. left in the season. I love that. Which that is a good mindset to keep, especially when you consider the teams that you're going to be, that you're, you're going to play them more than anybody. Yeah. Those Cubs and the Cardinals. And the fucking Pirates. Yeah. Beatdowns. And look who's off to a cold start is is Milwaukee. Yeah, ice That's cold. Ice cold. Yelich is throwing up a goose egg. Yeah. He That's, had a dinger on opening day, and then other than that... Out and like that's your offense. Your offense runs through Yelich, so that's scary. I mean, he'll he'll get it to click, but will it be in time? Yeah, I mean, who knows? So, so then Friday we won. Saturday we lost. We came out flat. We were aggressive at the dish. I mean, like we Saturday we lost, leading. and Luis was just filth. Curling again, and he had eleven Ks as well. Eleven Ks in six innings. Yeah, just gross. Not even putting the ball in play. No. They were just whiffing on that. That changeup looked like it's midseason for. We made a couple. Um, we made a couple pitchers for the Tigers look much better than they were. Yeah, that guy who started the second game, I can't remember his name. I can pull it up. Uh, it's uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, last year, and I know wins and W's and L's aren't huge, but he was three and seventeen. Oh, Spencer Turnbull. Yeah, we made him look like fucking Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, but if you looked, he had like. A 5.73 ERA. Like, he was in... He had, like, the worst luck in all of baseball. Sure, it was bad luck, but still, we we shouldn't have gone out there and gotten shut down by him. Oh, no, absolutely not. But we were just so aggressive that we just kept hacking. Like, I was like, is Turner Ward in the fucking... In the, in the, in the dugout right now? On two occasions, Philip Irvin has come up as a pinch hitter and swung at the first pitch. And uh, I love a, an aggressive take at the plate. I have an aggressive take. I, I had an aggressive take at the plate when I was playing. And uh, that's still not the right move, is to come off off the bench, completely ice cold, and take a hack at the first one. What are you reading here? Oh, my God. Sorry, I got this dumb look on my face. Rizzo tweeted. Uh, he said, uh, Hey, at Reds, when do you think the window is, question mark? Asking for some friends. Maybe check at Home Depot for one. Uh, but he doesn't get why we didn't play tonight. We could have played. It looked like we could have played. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not raining currently. No, and it's what? It is uh, nine, 9. Yeah, 9.43. Yeah, that's not good. No, we would have been, been fine. We could have gotten this thing in. No, but I mean... Joey was the segue that got us into that. Joey Rips. He's been absolutely been barreling the ball. You listen to this. Yeah, look up his numbies. I've got I've got a screenshot for you that I got a little I got a little statty here that is very horny. And this is from Tuesday from on base machine at Reds fan underscore Brandon. Extremely small sample size on Joey Votto through four games. Twenty at bats, sixteen batted balls, three fifty eight. XBA, 356 X slugging, 416 X Woba with an 8.1% chase rate. That's absurd. It's very good. Eight out of out of 
what what is eight percent out of that? So what seventy two pitches, ten percent would be seven. So he's he has chased six pitches. He's got the best eye in the league. Of course, he's, he's got the best eye in the league, and uh, that's another segue and uh, to the strike zone this season. It's all over the place, dude. A couple games, uh, I was sitting there, the game three against the Tigers. Yeah. The zone was low and outside. And it was also two balls underneath the fucking chin. Yeah, it was bad. Dude, I mean, if you, and, and we've talked about it on the pod, like, I'm not a huge fan of the square, of the strike zone square. Yeah. That they show on TV. But, but it's pretty accurate. They, and balls were getting called three balls outside of that. At least. It was... And I mean, I'll give it to the umpires. Like, dude, they're they're uh, wiggling the rust off too. They of should be in midseason form. But still, I mean, you're in some points. Like, God, I can't imagine being a batter up there trying to get your shit together in a sixty game season, and then get the bat taken out of your hands on some horse shit outside. Crap. Yeah, it's bad. So that's frustrating. Think about this too. So just this year already, in these amount of games, in twenty three at bats, right? He has a 429 on base percentage. I would like to know just the percentage of barreled balls. Oh, let me see. Like, he's, he's just crushing the ball. How many times? I think four times this season he has hit a ball with an exit velocity of, like, 100 miles an hour straight to the first baseman. It's silly. You know? I mean. Or to the third. Like, he hit into two double plays that weren't his fault. Or when we almost made that fucking crazy comeback against the Cubs, he smacked that ball. That was on the screws. He completely crushed it. If he hit it just a little bit less, yeah. Anyway, exactly. That game is a win, and we're three and four, or three and three, and we're and and it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, it's a very, it's already a very different looking season. Yeah, well, I'm just glad that we can sit here and talk about the ifs and buts of actual baseball games happening. I am thrilled. I mean, do you think... I'm still thrilled. Do you think we go to a World Series? Not this team. I'm talking about the league. Because... No. I mean, between Miami and Philly, I mean, do you think... I don't think we finish this season. I mean, the problem is, is that there's too much money behind it. There's too much for owners and the league to lose if they don't finish. All of that money from Turner for broadcast... For Turner for the playoffs, like, that's gone. Like, everything is gone. Billions. They've already lost billions, but then imagine losing more billions. On top of it. Yeah. It, it would be. It'd I would be love nuts. to know the rationale as to, you know, NHL, NBA, they all do a bubble. Right. I would love to know Manfred's rationale as to why we didn't. Money. Here's why it's money. It's all advertising money. Think about if you have it all in one ballpark. There's no way you can have. All of those sponsors that are already in those ballparks, plus tarps, right. represented in one or three ballparks. Yeah, so it's just money. Right. Because think about it. You walk into a ball field, and it's just a, a billboard that happens it's to have billboard. baseball play yeah, on it. Yeah, it's so true. So, like, there's just no way. That's, that's just how it works. Yeah. I mean, also, look at how much extra revenue they're making from these cutouts. Like, the Reds are charging 75 but Dodgers are charging 250 250 yeah. That's crazy. I wonder what Yankee Stadium's charging. Right. Like there's there are there's enough places there to to like to get some extra revenue. So, um, and when you brought up not bringing the season, what's happening with the Marlins? Those guys are that was that was fucking shitty on the Marlins' part. Yeah, they had a team meeting, and they said two of our guys have tested positive. Should we play today? 
and a veteran in the clubhouse, I forget who, from Ken Rosenthal and uh, Jason Stark's article on The Athletic, they said there was no doubt in our mind that we were going to play that day. That's insane. You have two people with a novel virus that you're trying to keep contained, but you're going to go out onto the field and spread it with another team. And Who's then going to get on an airplane and go, go back to their yep, stadium? Yep, yeah. And then keep giving it and passing it around. Like, you have the chance to be the hotspot and the reason you ruin the season. Like, I loved. You're the, already in Florida. Yeah. Everybody was looking at you to fuck it up anyway. Yeah. And you fucking nailed it. Yeah. Awesome. And then they looked over at Ohio and they're like, I wonder what Ohio's going to do. And we were pretty close. Uh, I love that baseballer meme I sent you this week where yeah, it's like the so M- NBA commissioner. We're going to set up a bubble and protect our players. It's so funny. Uh, MLS commissioner. We're going to set up a bubble and protect our players. <laughs> and Rob Manfred. Let's see if we can kill the Marlins. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love that so Let's much. Let's just see if we can kill, kill. the Marlins. <laughs> That's what I've been hearing in my head all week. I was waiting for that all week. <laughs> was can that... we just kill them? Can we just kill the Marlins? God damn, um, But, I mean, with what happened here is bananas. So we talked about the start of the series. Um, well, Bauer went out and pitched a gem 13 Ks. 13 Ks. In six, in six innings, everything is working. He is locked in. Yes. It's pretty gross. I mean, he was dealing, and then in the fifth inning, he started hitting 98. Yeah, he like, got it was, better. It was wild. He was getting better as the, yeah. And how funny was it when Bell came to get him when he acted like he was going to chuck the ball out into center field? He should. Beautiful. Why not? That was amazing. I think it would be funny. It'd be hilarious. Dude, imagine if- I thought it was funny when he did it last year. I thought it was great, too. And Terry Francona lost his shit. I'm like, shut the fuck up, you old bald fatty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm getting traded anyway. Who cares? Yeah, you don't like me. Yeah, what do like you give me. a fuck? No one's we're not liked- friends. It's crazy. No one has liked Bauer until he's gotten to Cincinnati. Yeah. And now we're like, you fucking rule, dude. You yeah, brought you it. you fucking weirdo. You weirdo. You, you baseball scientist. You get it. Let's bring in your buddy, Kyle. Let's bring in Kyle to fix the pitching in our entire organization. Fucking but no. So Sunday morning, Moose woke up. He's like, I'm not feeling great. Sniffies. Sniffy sniffies. Matt Davidson, who had played on Friday, tested positive. And so we're like, oh, yikes. And then Senzel woke up like, I'm not feeling great. Turns out Moose had food poisoning. Senzel had a cold, and Matt Davidson is a virus denier. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he showed his ass on Twitter. Dude, his Twitter's a nightmare. I mean, yeah. it's from April. You don't just go out there and like tweets from Candace Owens and say you're, like, a smart, respectable person. Right. Candace Owens is trash. Awful human being. Followed up with liking conspiracy tweets like, COVID was created by, by the left to control the economy. Like, that type of shit. Like, just throw, like throwing it out there, and then it's like, oh, and then he gets COVID? Is that karma, or is it just perfect? Like, just it's just, like, the perfect ending to, a, like, a bow on a ship gift. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, man? But it's wild, and the reason... And then what was so crazy was Castellanos on Tuesday asked, was asked about it. He's like, yeah, it's these fucking protocols. Yeah. That are holding us up. They're fine. Let's get back out there and mash. And, and he fucking mashed last night. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, mashed. everybody came out and mashed. Think about this. Your center field starters, your, no, your second baseman from that time period until Moose got back in the lineup. 
Your second baseman were O for twenty. O for. Right. Oh, for the fucking season. Oh, for. That's, that's, I mean, that's glaring. When you have Freddie Galvez. And Van Meter you, was getting on base. He, had, he drew a couple walks and he got hit by a pitch. He was trash. But still, he didn't play well. Trash. Chasing. Philip Irvin yakking at fucking. He cost us the, that comeback the other he day. He swung at a ball that was at his head. At, that should have. That, that should have fucking. It should have hit him in the chin. helmet. That should have touched his chin, grazed his chin. Yeah. It, it almost did when he was swinging through it. What a fucking moron. I know, man. I'm fed up with Irvin. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over, I'm over it because I get it. He hits lefties, and we love him to death. But he hits lefties. That's it. He can't be any more than that, than a pitch hitter once in a, like once in a series. Yeah. That's it. And another part of the reason why you know, we're a little sour on Irvin right now is because he's taking hacks away from Shogo. And, you know, Up until last night, Shogo hadn't finished a game for the Reds. Yeah, and how crazy was it that last night he finishes the game and he's two for four? Mm-hmm. He hit 500. That guy is is a major league baseball yeah, player. Yeah, he's a, he's a ball player. The past six years, he played every game in Japan. I know. Let the guy finish a game, which goes right into fuck, fuck David Bell. How on opening day do you pull... Castellanos, how do you pull him? The man you're, you signed to a four-year deal with for $64 million, the guy who was a cornerstone for your off-season moves, yeah. and you go, you're only getting two at-bats today on it's opening day. So I, can make, so I can put in Christian Cologne. What That Christian fuck? Cologne thing is crazy, especially when Christian – I mean, Christian Cologne, the first time he DH'd was a bad call. The second time he DH'd, after uh, T-Steve hits a dinger – yeah. How do, you, how do you rationalize that? Christian Cologne has one home run in over 280 career major league at-bats. Yikes. And Tyler Stevenson hit one his first A-B. Right. And, then and you're going to throw him in there? Right. And followed up in Tyler, and T- Tyler Stevenson followed up by hitting a double. I know. So you're going to throw Christian Cologne in there? It's, it's an odd move, man. Bell, we said it last year when we didn't have this fucking all-star caliber lineup like... Yeah, like a for sure playoff team. I mean, how do you do this? What's the rationale? Like he's getting a little too cute, man. Yeah, he, you know what his rationale is? Oh, that's a that's a righty. Put in a lefty. Oh, that's a lefty. Put in a righty. Like it's just overthinking the chess match and saying like, oh, this guy's getting getting into his third or fourth at bat. He's probably seeing the ball better now. Let's see. Throw what he him can in do. there versus Cologne, who we don't know anything about him. Absolutely nothing. Nothing, man. I know, it's wild. It's fucking insane. And, I mean, it didn't help Gino going 0 for 21 to start off the season. Uh, That was brutal, and it hurt my heart. Dude, finally off the snide, though. Yeah, and, I mean, it's... And I said this in the text thread, but, like, I can't imagine how difficult it would be to go out there and perform right now. I know. Like, especially if you have a family. I don't know. I know. I just wish that we were playing ball right now. I would love for us to go out there and be three and four. Me too. We need to. We need to take two in a row against the. So what are we going to do? We're we playing a double header or what? We'll probably play a double header later in the season. That's just what we're going to end up doing. Um, which I mean, it's fine. That's we're playing the Cubs. I mean, they're in the division. That's an easy fix. Right. Uh, oh, did you? I, also today. Um, to make up for games, the owners and the, the union talked. 
We're looking at seven inning double headers. Love it. Fine. Love it. Just get them in. Get, Doesn't get, matter. Get the games in. It's fine by me. Cool. There is one glaring problem with this Reds team, and I don't know how you fix it now, but you have time at the deadline to fix it. Your bullpen is trash. It's bad, dude. It's, I didn't think it, it was going to be this. Looked good on paper. We thought, man, you I know. I mean, Amir has been lights out. He gave up one, one bomb. Yeah, but he will. He that, throws it 98 miles an hour. Right, and he has a, has a crazy slider. Yeah, no. So Amir has been performing the way that we need him to. Right. But, I mean, th- read some of these numbers, Bill. It's very bad. Can you read them while I go drain my PP? Yeah, go drain your PP. Here's breaking it down, our bullpen. You've got Lucas Sims, who's pitched three and a third. He's only given up one hit, one walk, five Ks. That's pretty. Um he has, you know, a solid zero ERA. I know that you're in the bullpen. It doesn't mean everything. But think about this. Brooks Raley, he's pitched in three games, three innings pitched, and given up five hits, four runs, two walks. He's rocking a 12 ERA. Amir, three games pitched, three innings pitched, one earned run, five Ks. Solid. Then you've got Jesus Christ... Michael Lorenzen, again, three games pitched, two and two-thirds innings, four hits, five earned runs, and the crazy part is that he has, hold on here, how many, he's got three strikeouts. For someone who said, you know what, I'm going to throw 100 this year. It's like, great, cool, work on your velocity. But you need to remember that you are pitching and not trying to kill the catcher and fucking throw that thing through his glove. And you need to remember that you need to place it. You could throw a hundred. That's great. But when you fucking throw it right down, right down Broadway, it's going to get smashed and put into the goddamn river. Um, 16.88 ERA. It's just wildly unacceptable. But I love Amir here with the, 15 Ks is uh, his strikeouts per nine is 15. <laughs> Love that. Uh, we we have we haven't touched on it yet, but TJ Antone, holy cow! Just in that come almost comeback to complete it, he comes in and fucking hurls four and a third, gives up one hit, five Ks, and one one hit by pitch. Like he came out and dominated, and then pull, oh, Cody Reed got lit up yesterday. Two innings pitched. Uh, five hits, four earned runs with two Ks. I mean, he got destroyed. Cody Reed yesterday got lit up. He got lit up. He I heard you read hard. Sims' line. Sims Lucas is Sims has been is a wonderful addition to that pin. Yeah. Because well, I saw him start a, year, uh, start a game last year. We were at that game together. Yeah, we were. You, you, we, we were both in really nice seats, too. And then met. In the middle. Yeah, and then met in the middle. And he, was, he dealt. Dealt. I was excited about Sims, and he has been a bright spot in it. Love it. But, no, I mean, Reed smashed Mikey Biceps. Yeah, I, I just went on a diatribe about that. Now, here's where it's a little sad. Nate Jones, the, the NKU grad, yeah. he's gotten two games and two innings pitched. He's given up a bomb. He gave up a bomb. That happens. Pedro Strope has been lights out. Um, I feel like, did he give up runs? Two games, the la- the the, the yes, he game did. we lost. Yeah, yeah they weren't his. No, he did. They but weren't his. That's people right. People were on base, and he gave up a little flair. Yeah, because he's got 
uh, two walks in there. That's it. Yep. Oh, that was the was that the flare in the left that uh, Aikido tried to gun down Baez at home, and it was like just close, and it was we were just like that was just yeah. good baseball. Yeah, yeah, that was fine. Nothing to be. Yeah, what mad are you gonna about. do? Nothing you can do. You have a good hitter, a good pitcher, a good. And he fielder, almost got hosed. Almost. Yeah, he did almost get hosed. That was a fucking bad tag by Kurt. Yeah. He wasn't in the right spot. Yeah. I love Kurt, but that was not the right spot. Love his bat. He's got a dinger on the year, but defensively, he is not top tier. Again, Rizel Iglesias is, is, is the... A complete liability, man. It's not that he's a liability. He will not pitch in non-save situations. Deal him, dude. Still won't do it. Fucking deal him. You can't have that down there, dude. No. Because he he's got it in his head so much that when he goes up there in a non save, he gets fucking raked. Raked hard. And you want and then he tries to use that he he, he uses him getting raked in the eighth as rationale as to why he should be in to get the save. Right. And I get that mindset is such a big thing for pitchers, especially those end-of-the-game guys. But, like, yeah. if you are go- if you in your head are a locked-down fucking closer, you should be able to get outs yep. wherever you're put. Yeah, exactly. And if you can't get in that mindset, I, we don't need you, man. Well, it's a 60-game season. Do. Save opportunities are few and far, far between. between. We need your arm out there. Yeah, we need you to hold it, which holds, like I've said before, I think holds are more important than close, than, than, than a save. Holds are far more important. That means you're still in the game. Yeah, exactly. You're keeping it there. Yeah. Close Agreed. is just like, and it's, you know. What do you think? I mean, would game? it be too much strain on the rest of our bullpen to put Amir in that closing position? Because, I, I mean, uh, having a mirror to throw out there in the 7th and 8th is just it's, so nice. It's gross. But think about this. There's a region we signed Pedro Strope, and it's not... That's where he is. He's a 7th and 8th inning guy. No, he's now. he could now be our closer. Until Rizel figures it out. Because I don't, I don't know what it is. I, David Bell's giving in to him, like, I guess you're the closer. Like, he just, like, that's where he is. That's where he stays. And I get that. Well, let's get, let's put him in next save opportunity. Let's put in Iggy. Yeah, once we get there. And if he blows the save, it's a wrap, man. A You're wrap. not our fucking closer. I know. But he rarely just blows it. Yeah. How about TJ Antone? He was disgusting. 5Ks. 5Ks just placing it at 98. Yeah, nasty. Like, nasty. Yeah, that was, it. That was exciting. Him, the, the, yeah, TJ and... T. Steve in that same game. Yeah, the boys. It was at least exciting to watch. It was so exciting. Yeah. And that comeback. Now, here's another question. You've got T.J. Antone, who looked very good. You've got Malley, who looked solid. He looked fine. He did the job. He did the job of as your sixth starter. How much of a leash do you give Wade Miley? He looked bad. He got... He looked terrible. He was throwing grapefruits up there. Grapefruits and walking folks. I mean, he couldn't even get out of the second. Yeah, and walking people, his complete lack of control isn't a pitch-tipping thing. No. That's it, a mechanics mindset thing. Yeah, I wonder what they'll, if what he's going to do with Derek and the dojo and what they're going to fix and what they see on film. But, I mean, like, you don't. You don't have time to figure this out. It was a really, really hard pill to swallow 
one, two, three, to come out of the gate. Mm-hmm. The starting, I, I think, I, off the top of my head, our three starting pitchers, our first three games, <sighs> had 34 strikeouts yeah. and six walks. <sighs> 30, 33, 34 strikes. And, and right. you go one and two. Yeah. That was painful. And then you go, okay, we got the lefty, the veteran lefty we signed for three years. And we need him to go out here. and We need this win against Cubbies game one, and then we got smoked. We need you to come out here and get the ground balls. One and four was hard. Yeah. Looking at, looking at the standings at one and four was like, it was flashbacks to last year when we were so excited and we started off one and nine. Yeah. Or one and eight or whatever we did. And we were just like, fuck. And then we just never recovered. Well, I mean, see, that's what was scary is it's like our four and 15 start last year buried us in a 162 game season. Right. So I love Sonny's quote just as far as getting your ass to the ballpark and working. But yeah, 56 games left. Yeah. Or less than that now. I feel safe that we're going to be fine. I think so, too. I feel safe. There's too many good bats in our lineup. Right. I mean, yesterday alone, Moose Dinger, Sinzel Dinger, Castellanos Dinger. Uh, Castellanos, Grand Granny. But, yeah, no, I feel safe. I mean, do you feel safe in here right now? I feel safe. You feel safe? What is the number one sign of a bad home security system? Robbers in your house? That's a good, yeah. That, robbers in your house, windows half open. It's but hard to do. It's very hard to do, but a home security system that's so complicated you never use it. That's the problem. And this is exactly the type of security system Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that Simple is safer. It, and that's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security system for right now, when feeling safe at home has never been more important. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your home 24 7. Order online with a click of a button, open the box, plug in the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician or salesperson has to come up and disrupt your home. What a world. You don't need to pay an outrageous amount in monthly fees or sign a two year contract. You know, um, Simply Safe was named best overall home security of 2020 by U.S. News and World Report, and their 24 7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at 50 cents a day. God damn. That is a pack of gum. Fuck me. That's less than a pack of gum. That's less than a pack of orbits. It's way less. Head to simplysafe.com slash team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash team to make sure they know that our show sent you. Yeah, do it. So I feel safe. I feel safe right now. I It says tell a personal story about setting up Simply Safe or about Simply Safe if possible. It's not. I don't have one. I'm not going to lie to you. That wouldn't be safe. Okay, be safe. We don't have it. But I'm, it's also because we're two burly men. Yeah. And Billy has a baseball bat next to his bed. I have a baseball bat in my pants. Love that. Yeah. Big old dick. It's. I have a Louisville slugger tattooed near the near, near the shaft. Near the, the I'd tip. be willing to bet that you don't. Would you? Yeah, I'd be would like, you? yeah, I, w- I would be willing to bet that you don't have a Louisville Slugger tattooed on the shaft of your penis. I bet there's a place <laughs> where we can make the prop bet that Billy DeVore does not have Louisville Slugger tattooed Pretty on the shaft odds. of his penis. Pretty decent odds. Pretty decent odds. <laughs> As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Yes. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and there are no shortages of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be in on. 
Patreon. Also, tune in as Floyd Can't Read Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection and not his book collection. We'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today. Check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Beautiful read. Thank you. And I and I riffed in there a little bit as possible. Beautiful was, read. Thank sir. you. I feel good about it. And I feel good about the rest of the season. I honestly do. I, I just pulled up the rest of the season. Just uh Hold on, I think I can do it. We got two in Detroit. Three. We got three in Detroit? Three in Detroit. Two in Cleveland. Four in Cleveland. We have four in Cleveland? So starting tomorrow, we go three in Detroit, four in Cleveland. Or no. Two two against Cleveland at home, and then two against Cleveland on the road. So four four games in a row against the, the we, Indians. We're going to Detroit. We go we, we go at Detroit, at Detroit, at Detroit, Cleveland, Cleveland at home, at Cleveland, at Cleveland. That's weird. It's, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems like it would be flipped. Yeah, you should be at Detroit, then you drive over to Cleveland, then you go down to Cincy. Yeah, which is silly, but that's not what we're doing. So our next seven, our, our next fuck. Our next ten games, we've got three against Detroit, four against the Indians, and three against the Brewers. And okay. Then, and then starting, and then we've got, damn, two off days. So we play two off days in a row. We play tomorrow. Okay. And then we play Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we have two off days. Or no, one day, one August off day. Uh, one off day, uh, August tenth. Then we got two at home against the Royals, nice. four at home against the Pirates. I like that. Two away at the Royals. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So like that's nice. That's nice. We go. We go. Tiger. 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 Cleveland. 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 Milwaukee. 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 Kansas City. Kansas City. Four against Pittsburgh. Two against Kansas City. It's a soft landing. It's a lot of winning ball, winning opportunities. Here's the problem. Those should be winning games. Yeah. But I am concerned with this hodgepodge bullpen that we have. The bullpen is scary. scary. I think, like, I think Rayleigh is done. I think you yeah, yank him. I, mean, I understand. He, he looked like a minor leaguer yesterday. Exactly. I understand that he is a lefty. I get that. And that you need him in there. But... Bring up, bring up my, my, my boy, Joe Kunal. Bring up the thickness. I was... The thick nasty. I was puzzled and didn't agree with him not being on the 30-man yeah. initially. Right. Kunal proved himself last year. Yeah. Was proving himself in the spring. Yeah. And it, that seemed odd to me. And I know that they brought up Rayleigh just to have another lefty in the pen. Well, but that kid's just not ready. Kid, he's 32. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I just assumed he was a kid. Think about this. Next week is the last week of 30-man rosters. We go down to 29, I think. And then it's like seven days after that that we go down to 28. That seems so silly to me. But well, I mean, you needed the arms. You needed people to get loose, I guess. And you didn't want any, any of your pitchers to get hurt. Right. So when you go down to 28, we'll see uh, Brooks Rayleigh. Well, and Bob Steves on the I.L., and you'll probably lose, like, Christian Cologne. 
I don't see any reason to have him on the roster. I think we should leave Tyler Stevenson up for the whole year. Couldn't agree more. Let the kid match. Couldn't agree more, especially with that DH spot. Yeah. And, I mean, Casale, you could tell with Tucker being on daddy leave. Yeah. Casale was dragging. You yeah. mentioned it earlier in the pod. Like, he's a nice stick to have back there. Very nice. Like, it's a luxury to have a catcher that can hit like he does. Right. But he isn't an excellent defensive catcher by any means. None. By any means. It was nice watching Tucker last night frame pitches. Because he's, he's solid. He's really improved on that aspect he of He has game. tenfold been like, I'm back in it. Yeah. I am framing. And no. it's pretty because Kurt, he's an average, but he's a below average framer. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but just from watching, you know, I would rather just, I would rather you know have Tucker as be our guy, yeah, and then have Stevenson as that replacement catcher, yeah. Because I mean, at this point, Stevenson, he's got what two abs, right? He's two for two, right? With a, with, and a sl- a with a slugging percentage of a billion, right? And I, it, it, but I'm just saying, it's like if you're putting Casali in there because he is a better hitting catcher, right. and you're taking a taking a bit of a hit on your defense. Why not just stick in the future? Bring in the boy. Put him in. He, yeah, he, we want him to be our Buster Posey. Right. We want him to be our Joe Mauer. Right. So start it. Right. It started until he goes over fifteen, and then you got Kirk Casale there. Yeah. I think that, like, I, I think that with all of these back to back to back to back to back to back to backers mm-hmm. with this weird sixty game season, I mm-hmm. think you should have three catchers on your roster. Yeah. Well, you well you have four. Yeah, with Farmer. With Farmer. Well, you, you could put Kurt. I don't know if he's out of options or not. Put Kurt in uh, Probasco Park. Yeah. That's I don't know. I don't, don't want to see. I don't think do I, that to him either. No, but you. I just don't want to send Tyler back. I would I rather have. I would. I would send Kurt back before I sent Tyler back, just because I think uh, Barnart, Tucker, and Kurt. Yeah, bumper fart cart. Yeah, bumper fart cart. Yeah, <laughs> Tucker and Kurt. It's just about the same as Tucker and Tyler. Except way higher upside. Tucker, Tucker. Tucker's your defense. Tucker's your defense and can hit doubles if he's, he's just hitting from one side of the plate this year. So Which is good. It's a, that's great. I like that. You're a left-handed hitting catcher. Yeah. That's bonkers. Thank you. We need that. Yeah. Go. Stay on that side. Yeah, that's, I haven't really thought of that much until just now, but like, I would, I would choose Tyler over Kurt. I would too. One, wholeheartedly. Yeah. 100%. Freddie's been playing all right at our shortstop. Oh, he had that awful throw. Yesterday. Was that yesterday? Oh, the oh, one where Joey just sailed Saved Joseph. it? Yeah. No, that was that was two days ago. That was during the... What, well, when, when he we still got the out. No, he did not get the oh, out. Oh, okay. I didn't see no, that. Because he, he sailed one that Joey had to save him on. Yeah. No, mon- was it Monday he sailed it? Yeah, it was Monday he sailed it. Where he just was running and just didn't set. He had time to set and he just... Yeah, it just locked. But I mean, it. he's been poking it a little bit with the stick. He yeah. hasn't fucked us over too much yet. No, and he our it, problem's not shortstop at this moment. No, our problem was COVID nineteen scare. Yeah, and then yeah, I mean, Moose out of the lineup, it was glaring. It was glaring. Yeah, and it was a problem last year when you had after Dietrich went ham and June happened, and then Scooter came back, and he wasn't the same guy. Yeah, you're like fuck. Second is terrible. So, um, 
they addressed it, fixed it, and then got a consistent back in Castellanos, and Joey's is hitting again. Yeah. That you're, He's seen the ball better than anyone on our team. Him, you know, yeah. Gino has a lot of walks, though, which is kind of crazy to see. Yeah, I know. He's seeing it. He just can't hit it. I think once he hits that, that first dinger, he'll be fine, which yeah. is why I was so bummed for today, tonight. Because it would have happened tonight. Correct. He was, he, yeah, exactly. I mean, because, I mean, as an ex-wall player yourself, there's nothing harder than being 0 for 15. Yeah. Like, because then it's all in your head. Because then with every pitch, you're thinking, all right, if I get a hit here, now I'm 1 for 23 and I'm batting 10. Yeah. And then you strike out again. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a mental thing. But he exercised that demon when he fucking snapped that bat in half. Yeah. Which ruled just over his knee. Yeah. Just Bo Jackson, like, I'm done. I'm mad. Man, I I smoked one in softball that ended the game. Oh, yeah. That was such a bummer. That was a, you got hosed. I got hosed hard because I got good wood on it. I got great wood on it. Left center, and then he just happened to be there. You went two for four. Yeah, you the went. The boys showed out last night. You, we did. They're playing. They're playing you against the hill now. Oh yeah, can't do nothing, man. You can't. Well, I need to adjust, but you know, we'll we'll see how that plays out next Wednesday. Yeah, you got to just place game. You just got to stop hitting dingers. Yeah, you got to stop hitting the ball. So far, so far, <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem. God damn it! That's why we need fences. I miss. Like oh, I would love to just be able to hit one over the fence. How God. fun would that be? We need Jog. to find a softball league that'll let us hit it over the fence. Yeah, I God. wonder if Connor's league will let us hit it over the fence. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be so fun. Would you? I I don't know, man. And we've had to be like eternal optimists doing this podcast the of last course. two season with the Reds. I still, I mean, we spent all of last season being like, it just doesn't make sense. We're hitting the ball so good, but what, why are we keep losing? You know, it's like, but right. now, I will say, I mean, we're sitting at two and four. I would much rather be five and one. Of course. Or with four the, and two. With the optimism we had, especially last week. I just still feel okay. I feel fine. There's, I, like, like. The I bullpen's mean, a, it's a worry. It's a worry. Um, Michael Lorenz's Vans cleats are a worry. Yeah, hashtag Vans cleats. Hey, throw those away, bud. I tweeted it. Take them out. Take them out and put them in the trash. Because guess what? It's not. It's clearly not working for you. No, it's not. At all. No. I, I think everybody should wear what Freddie Galvis wore opening day. Those Jordan, those Jordan 1s. The red and black Jordan 1s. Oh. I mean... What's cooler than that? Nothing is no, cooler than nothing's that. Nothing's cooler than a fresh pair of ones. Nothing's cooler than a fresh pair of ones or some swingmans. Agreed. Did oh, the ever, swing man. The oh, swing oh, man's fuck yeah, sick. I had a swing man. I need to find me a pair of swingmans. They're and, out there. I know. There's I need to find swingmans and I need to find and I need to snag a Michelin Ness Griffey jersey. All right. But overall, okay, so what? We're going into tomorrow is a Detroit. At Detroit. Who we got on the bump? Uh, we Bauer? Are, yeah, it Luis. was supposed to be Luis tonight. So do we I just... I think he'd... We'll have to see. It might be Bauer, which that would suck if Luis loses a start because they didn't start in the game in the rain. They could have played tonight. Everything is off, man. The rules have changed. I, I say tomorrow we just go... Uh, or for this three-game run in Detroit, I say we go Castillo, Bauer, Miley. 
Yeah. Why waste to start from you know, Castillo? Or you go fucking, or if you just want to, I don't know. Disco's going to you play, be back. Yeah, which I like. I love that. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. It's very exciting. And if Disco's back, you're putting that, I think that puts pressure back on Miley to have a better start the next go around because you've got Miley and uh, Lucas Sims chomping. Yeah. Like, I could, I oh, could, Sims could start for us. Yeah. Easily. But we need him. Yeah. We need him in that pin. 100%. We need that arm in that fucking pin. Yeah, we do. Is there anything you need to hit on, man? I, I kind of, I've got a new, uh, a new TV and a new mattress, and I got my room all set up. Oh, and you got a to, new TV? Yeah, I bought a TV. What'd you get? I just bought a little, you know, a little shit off of Amazon. Little, it's nothing big. It's like a little thirty-six inch flat screen with the Fire Stick in it. That a complete rules. game changer, man! I got all the apps right at my finger. I got a remote control. I haven't had a TV in my room. Uh, <laughs> shit, I don't know when I had a TV in my room. It's pretty nice, right? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I think that we let's let's sweep the fucking tigers. Don't you feel that in the air? Yeah. Don't you feel yeah. like? Don't you feel like coming coming out against a three game stint to open up the series one and two against the Tigers made this team mad? Yes, I think they're pissed, and they're pissed that they lost their guns. Yeah, they lost their ammo. Yeah, you know, and they're and Nick clearly showed it, and now he's like. Ready to no? Give me the fucking bat. Give me the bat. He's also pissed that Bell took him out. Yeah, and he's ready to prove it. Everyone has fire under their ass, we including Shogo. Happen, man. Shogo Shogo's has mad. it. Shogo, Shogo got a little angry. Yeah, and guess what? As he should. Well, he lined into that not triple play like, last that night. That was such bullshit that you can't review that. Not a triple play. Not a triple. He play. He didn't catch it. It wasn't a triple play. It was a surefire double play, but. Yeah, and show, I like that he showed a little attitude about that. Yeah. That was fun. I love that. Watching him get mad about shit. Loving I thoroughly it. enjoyed it. I thoroughly love it. Well, we moved our downstairs bedroom TV up to the roof, and that was just that was just the move. Now it's just our bedroom TV is leaned up against uh, the, the railing over it's here. It's for the outside, babe. It's for the outsiding now. So I have to shit. Let's round third and head for home. <laughs> Dude, round third, baby. You got a big one. I got a big one. August. And I'm not talking about your shit. No, my shit's going to be disgusting. August 4th at Five Points Park slash Five Points Beer Garden. It's behind Gomez and East Walnut Hills. At eight it's o- cool. At 8 o'clock, there will be the Five Points Comedy Showcase brought to you by Gomez, Comfort Station, and Fireside Pizza. That's really cool that all three of those businesses were like... Let's, Let's do all it. do it together. Yeah. You know, we can all make money on this. Yeah, that's we good. We can do this. That makes me happy. Right. So, so I mean, it's outside. Yeah. It, is, it looks like it was made for social distancing. It's And they have because they bought 10 new picnic tables. Yeah. They're huge for this area. There's a stage. There's lighting. The show's going to be great. You're you you're not on it. Yeah, I was going to be on it, but no, uh, my girl bought. We got tickets. I'm going to go see Chappelle. That's pretty cool. Is he going to be with Letterman? I don't know who's going to be there. It, apparently, it's going to be a big one. Like Letterman's going to be there for a minute. Yeah. Um. The show's great. It's me, Holmes, uh, Phil Pointer's closing it out. Sick. And uh, Erica Russell's on the show. Uh, Chris Weir, Chris Seamer, strong. It's a great show. Good show. Great show. Bring your lawn chair. Go pick up a pizza at Fireside. Get carry out booze. 
Yeah. They're doing carry out. Get some margaritas from Gomez. Get, get a turtle. Sit in the park. Have a good time with us. Dean Foley's on the show. Oh, great. Because so his boss, the owner of Conversation, met with him. He's like, can you put on like trivia guys? I was like, yeah, I'll put your trivia guys on. Dean and Mac. Fuck yeah. So I was like, hell yeah, those guys rule. Of course I'll put them on. Cool. So yeah, they got a little backing and um, I'm really fucking pumped. So there's that. Um, August 8th, I will be in Rockford, Kentucky performing at a winery I don't know the name of. August 15th, I will be at Go Bananas Comedy Club's parking lot with, you know, the boys set up a show and we're doing it. Yeah, that's going to be great. I'll be on the Friday, August 14th show. They're both sh- both lineups are dope. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then August 16th, I will be getting on a plane and flying out. So, Fuck. busy month. Yeah, baby. We got a month. We got some shit to look forward to. I'm very excited. You should be, you sweet, handsome prince. Oh, I love you. I love you, and I love the red legs. I love them so much. I, we're going to sweep the fucking tigers. We're, we have to sweep. We, we have to. We have to. After, after fucking this roller coaster of a week and, like, everything that's happened, we are finally, like, I think that the clubhouse is in a good spot. We're fucking ready. Let's I think it all, go. like, a lot of variables come into play. Because the Tigers are playing out of their ass. They're 4-2 and two right now. I know. And they're, on paper, the worst team in the league outside of well, Baltimore. Think about, about who they played. Yeah. They played us, Kansas City. Yeah. And who else? Um, let me look it up. I'm already here. But I just think, like, like, you know, it's like last year. The Seattle Mariners ended up with oh, almost 100 losses, and they started the season 13-2. and two. Right. It's like this the wind will come out of those sails and I think that this this series against Detroit it's going to be this perfect crossover of the wind exiting their sails and they crashing down to reality while the wind enters our sails and we ascend to where we should be. Yeah, they took two out of three from us and they took two out of three from the Royals. Yeah. Listen to this game on Monday though. I forgot about how bad this was. Monday 14 to 6. Yikes. Yikes. They they lost. So to the Royals. Yeah. The Royals put yeah. 14 Dude, runs up. on. I'm, I'm not saying that they're going to be good, but don't sleep on the Royals. Whit Merrifield is a monster. He's a he's a Hort, 315 average guy. Yeah. 315, 30 dingers. 30 yeah. He's a on, fucking stud. You know, 350 on base. Percentage. He is a stud who can play second short outfield. Yeah. Jorge Soler hits dingers. Yeah. Sal behind the, bit, the dish. Perez is better. an excellent catcher. They have some nice pieces. Yeah, but... they went to a World Series three years ago. They won it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about how long, uh, how, like, their fall from grace was so crazy. So but... swift. So swift. Well, Moustakis won a World Series on that team, didn't he? Yeah, and after that, like, then he went to Milwaukee, and then when they went to the playoffs two years in a row. Yeah. So he's on a hot streak of going to the postseason. Somebody, I think it was Nate on our team, he had a buddy who made a prop bet, maybe on betonline.ag. I sure hope Moose so. For Moose to win MVP. And if he does, he wins five grand. That rules. That's a good bet. It's a great bet. Dude, let I him take just it. hit a dinger every other game, Mike. God. Moose. 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 Moose on the loose. Moose, not on the juice, getting loose. For sure getting loose. Fuck yeah, baby. So do you have anything else you want to plug? I got uh, 814 up at the Comedy Club. Other than that, uh, just any time you hear of a local show to go to, be there. Do it. You, you will not, you will not, you know, 
be upset with yourself. It's very cool. I've done a handful of these quarantine, COVID comedy shows, and it's a good feeling to just yeah. be around other people and to see people get up there and try to do their craft. It is uh, comforting. Yeah, I, I, I promise it's comforting. If you got a chance to go and see a weird dystopian future comedy show, take that ticket, baby. Do it. Take that ticket. Also, the show at fucking on Tuesdays free. Just bring a lawn chair. <laughs> it's not complicated. <laughs> fucking show up. <laughs> bring a fucking chair. You heard the man. Bring a goddamn chair. All right. This was great. Uh, this was great. I love you, man. It was I love great. You. This was very good, very informative. Um, uh, thanks, betonline.ag. Thanks, armchair. Thank media. you, Simply Safe. Thank you, Simply Safe. I would love to talk more about your product if you sent me one. Yeah, for real. So, simply send us one. Simply send us one. So, all right. We love you all so goddamn much. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Red Legs. Stay nasty. Nasty. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? 
or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.